All right, hello everyone. Um, this is Mao. You'll notice we don't have the show opening, and by we I mean me, and by me I mean uh, the dork in Korea. I wanted to, uh, I was hoping the show would go on seamlessly, but guess what? Not that thing. So I'm making a solo show, sorry Dan, um, from uh, South Korea. So if talking about uh, relocation and what I've gone through in the last uh, 14 days is boring and you don't care about Korea, you probably want to turn this off. Um, I don't know if I'll fill an hour. I definitely could, but I'm a little bit worried that the uh, <laughs> that hearing some guy ramble on about uh, Korea and his relocation to Korea might be a bit tedious. So, well, we'll see where it goes. Again, I apologize for not having the opening. Um, I d didn't have it on my computer, and I will steal it for next time. So, okay. Well, as I said before, I'm Mao. Um, this is Bunch of Dorks. Dot, uh, this is Bunch of Dorks. So make sure you check out the shiny new uh, website at www.bunchofdorks.com. I uh, Hopefully I'll have a bunch of new listeners because I posted this information on uh, the, um, yeah, thing. What's that thing called? Internet. Facebook. Okay, so basically, long story short is, if you didn't hear last time when we got drunk and talked, um, I left my the comfort of a long-term job and relocated to South Korea um, to teach English. Uh, it was one of those things where, personally, I noticed I was really getting into a, the, such a deep rut that you don't, you only see the uh, the little walls that you've trudged past every day and all that kind of stuff. So, long story short, I was hired by Epic, which is the South Korean uh, uh, South Korean government's program that brings native English speakers in to teach uh, conversational. See, the funny thing about Korea is the Korean kids would outscore um, every one of us native speakers on a grammar test. They, they're smart. Um, the problem is they read off of a book, they can learn everything off of a book, but they, they have no conversational skills. So to get that strength up, that's why the government stepped in and did it. Um, it's a very good program. Um, I, went, I just got through 10 days of orientation. And I was going to blog about this, but then I realized I wanted to kind of take a step back and wait uh, wait to hear how wait, – wait to see how I feel about it after a couple days or after a week. The orientation itself was run great. Um, I can't complain about that. The only thing I guess I really wasn't used to was the constant lecture, lecture, lunch, lecture, lecture. So basically this is the way it was. You woke up, went down to the cafeteria, ate some kind of food. Food was passable. Not great, not horrible. You got up, you ate some breakfast, you go to class. Hour and 20 minutes. Go to a second class. Another hour and 20 minutes. Get out, have lunch, go back, class, class, go back, dinner, go back, Korean lessons, go home, go to sleep. Um, each lecture was about an hour and 20 minutes, and each lecture was also done by a different person. You know, some, either there, all wide range. Um, you know, there, there was a second... Uh, um, High, a middle school teacher that came in who had been teaching in Korea for 20 years. There was a, a, a guest English teacher like us that had just done what we did six months ago, you know, and they just, I guess they asked them, they said, sure. And then there you go, you know, make up a PowerPoint presentation and off, off you go. Bob's your uncle. One of my first, um, I guess surprises. Well, I had a couple surprises from this. First of all, there was about 1,200 people. Um, not at that school. There was three different universities that hosted it. University was nice. 
one of the first things that was surprising to me was that I guess when I thought guest English speaker, I thought, okay, um, American, Canadian, and a couple, and some U- and UK. But there was a wide range. You know, there was um, South African. There was, um, like, uh, uh, yeah, I'm drawing a blank. Needless to say, there was, it was, yes, there was English, but some of the accents were so thick, I couldn't understand what they were saying. I'm not knocking them, and this isn't derogatory. It just was one of those things where I'm sitting there, I'm like, well, I don't even know what you're saying to me, and I mean, I speak English. So I kind of didn't get that, but whatever. Again, uh, this is not derogatory, and please don't take it that way. Um, The second thing I thought was very curious was the amount of Asian Americans. There was probably about a 60-40 mix. 60% good old, you know, uh, white folk, and 40% were Koreans or Asian Americans. Or Asian Asian descent, not Asian Americans. That was a mix-up. Basically, Asian descent from the different countries. Which made me wonder, like, okay, hmm, uh, what what was you know a lot of times you sit there and, and you meet these people and they talk and talk and talk and, and and you wonder what's the motivation you know nobody that's that doesn't come up that's not a thing you ask but in your little pea brain you're going now why are you here and it, it's a, it's it's a dumb thing to ask because why am I here why is anyone here you know I understand the stupidity of what I'm thinking but I can't help thinking okay um hmm so. Okay, you know, I get, but but I guess in reality, uh, it's 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 my I'm stupid, you know, like what what there's no difference between anyone else. So the ones I guess part of what struck me as weird was because some of them spoke Korean, they've been to Korea, and th- and in that case, I'm like, well, what are you learning? Like, it doesn't match up with my like. I wanted to do this so I could experience a new culture, learn new things, learn things about myself, you know. Um, never being to, to, to Korea or Japan or China, that's kind of nifty. Um, if you can speak Korean and you are Korean descent and you've been to Korea, eh, huh? Maybe it's just they like it here more. I don't know. I never asked because that's, that's such a – I don't, don't want to say like – I felt bad for even wondering – I guess. Yeah, I'm not a... Okay, I'm done with that. Anyway, the tedious nature of the orientation. At first, everyone was very uh, happy-go-lucky and excited, and you can tell it really wears on you, you know. You can only be talked at about things for so long. And because you don't know where you're going or what grade you're teaching or any of that stuff, you don't know what applies and what doesn't, you know. At this point, you're trying to... F- figure out the happy path or you're trying to figure out where you lie in this in this lecturer's information because they're always like oh well this is the way it is sometimes and sometimes not and sometimes this and sometimes that so you have 90 sometimes talking about one situation and you're like well I don't know you know sometimes you'll have a house sometimes you'll have an apartment sometimes you'll you'll your co-teacher will hate you and sometimes they'll love you, and usually it falls somewhere in between. So I kind of listened to what they said, but I kind of knew, look, until I get where I'm going, this is neat information, but relevancy is, is, is thin at best. They do their best to, to make sure all, uh, all everyone is at least semi-ready to teach. No one's really ready to teach until you've taught, and even then, you're still not ready to teach because every class is different, every school is different, every everything is different. The only thing that is different between me, a novice, because uh, I, I did teach, uh, I taught at the, 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 the TV station a little bit, and I've taught, you know, on a corporate level here and there. The only difference between me and these kids, you know, is that I've had a few years of uh, dealing with bullshit on the corporate level. And then the only difference between me and the teacher that is, has experienced for 20 years is that she's seen more situations. Chances are I'm not going to really screw up. 
I don't. I didn't screw up at my other job. I'm not going to screw up here. Will I come home tired? Of course. Will Will I come home sometimes be frustrated? Of course. You know. I mean, in the grand scheme of things, it's going to depend on a lot of the co-teachers and all that other bullshit. I, I guess I, I. I'm. What I'm trying to say is, I have confidence in my ability, and I know kids are idiots. And I'm teaching a middle school, so I know that. First of all, half of them are tiny, half of them are hitting puberty, which means you're insane. Um, you know, and I know it's, I know kids are crazy. Um, so, whatever. I mean, I'm not going to be afraid to be a disciplinarian. One of the hardest things about it is I am a very, I want to say silly or goofy by nature. I enjoy like laughing and having fun and cracking jokes. And the management style that I that I want to do for the t- school for the, for the classes is to come in as a real hard ass. The philosophy with this is this was this was I've read this in a book, and a, and a, one of the guest speakers kind of uh, reiterated this this sentiment that you know you go in. He said, "Go in the first day, never smile, lay down the law." And punish one kid. Those were like his three things he told us for the first day. Uh, whether you know, and I was like, "Wow, okay." Um, I, I can't. I have to try and find my way of doing this. I can be a prick, but I, I generally I'm not. Um, it's not my nature in anything. But what he would basically what the what they were saying is, if you go in there and you're clownish and silly, yes, they're going to love you. But the bad news bears for you is that you're going to run out of material after uh, in month three, and they don't take you seriously, and they don't respect you. So Korean kids, from what I've under- what I understand, respect teachers way more than uh, than in my Native America. In fact, American kids, I would smash every one of them in the head with a brick because they act like idiots and they don't respect anybody. So. Basically, um, and that's the parents' fault. Uh, I'm just throwing that out there right now. I, I don't blame the kids. Kids are morons. Not morons, but you know what I'm saying. Kids are, kids, they're shown what they do. So if you let your kids be an idiots and don't punish them, and if you don't sh- teach them respect, then that's what they do. And all I see around me in America are bratty little shit kids that think that they're perfect and, and you know, and, and they are never taught like hard discipline. Easy for me to say I don't have kids. But, so anyway, um, it's going to be pretty rough because I'm going to kind of come off as a hard ass. My hope is that as um, as the school year progresses, I think I'll start tough and then ease up. You know, let the reins up a little bit. And then, and then have fun. And, and then once kids respect me, maybe a couple months in, then I'll start... Um, showing not leniency, but you know, start start being a little bit more myself. I, I guess the ba- the bottom line is I'm always gonna have to be reserved, and I'm always gonna have to be kind of tough because you know I want the I want these kids to learn, and I know they're gonna be sleeping. I know they're gonna be dicking off. I've done it all. I've, I'm fairly certain in the in the grand scheme of things, I was way worse than any of these kids could even imagine. Not only in school but out of school. Um, so, you know, I, I I'll have some idea about how to do that. The um, okay, so the lectures go and the lectures go, and then and then you have to do this back to the orientation. Sorry, N- nice nice transition. Just randomly talking. So after the during the orientation, the last day you have to present, and you have to present with a team. So and and the team is drawn by, you know, where your name falls, first name, that's it. So it was like, you know, Mauina, Mao, Markin, you know, whatever. Who cares? That was that wasn't even right. But you know, the three, just people that are just grouped together in the list. They just list you and they say you're it. And they uh, and you draw some kind of random uh, topic. Ours was when two cultures meet, which was a bit tougher because some people were like, "Oh, look, I got like you know bu- buying a hamburger." And you're like, "Nice, glad I was, glad I won this one." Um. So the whole time after you go for your Korean lessons, you're going to meet with this group, 
And let's just say our group did not exactly click. Um, it was one of those things where I, uh, I don't know. I, I'm older. This has nothing to do with this. This partly has something to do with the, with the group, but partly has something to do with just my position in this whole thing. One of the things I noticed um, about this whole experience was that yes, I'm older. Um, I felt like I was going to a fashion show every day, and I and I listen to these kids talk, and I you, you're just kind of like, oh wow. Sometimes you pity the school that's getting them because they are. There's, they don't have any basis for reality in what they're saying. You know, in my many years since college, I've learned some harsh lessons, and I've learned some good lessons, and I've learned mostly how you handle yourself in the corporate world and with others. You know, that's a skill that is, if you let it, you you have to master that. Um, so, I'm sitting around these like kids that are one or two years removed from college and they're wearing their Uggs and their, you know, their ass-hugging jeans and all this bullshit. And uh, there's a disconnect. You know, I'm not going out drinking with them. I I, I didn't drink... Um, I didn't go out to drink at all during this whole orientation. I took it very seriously. Um, and I'd come in and I'd see these kids sitting there all hungover and worthless, you know. And I... I thought maybe they squandered their um, this op- the opportunity to learn, but then again, maybe it was all worthless, and maybe I was the one that squandered something. You know, that will be that remains to be seen. I, I mean, I'm happy with my choices, but also I was more standoffish, and I wasn't part of the clique or the gang. So, you know, a little good, little bad. I probably could have let up one or two nights and gone out and just, you know, so I would have been part of more, more friendly, more friends, you know, but eh, I don't know. We'll, we'll see if it matters or if it doesn't, you know, I, I, uh, so that was the other thing. I wasn't part of like the clique or the group. They told me, you know, my recruiter told me to dress up. So I dressed like how I dressed for my work. Business casual, business clothing and everything else. And everyone else is running around with crap on. And I'm like, Jesus, I must have been the only one that listened to their recruiter. And I was. And it did it matter? Probably not. Who cares? You know. Um, I'm okay. I, I was comfortable in it, so I didn't really ma- didn't mind it so much. So, but long, okay, back to the original story. So, so after your Korean lessons, you're going to work on this project. So the, it kind of never lets up. You know, the the... the the pressure and the time constraints never left up. So you're done at 10 o'clock, you go to sleep, you wake up, and it's back to the grind again. Um, and it's all – you're not really in Korea. Yes, you're in Korea, but you're not really – this is a university, and it's all set up so even people that are picky can eat the food, you know. So whatever. Long story short, it's like I, I, I finished orientation, and yay for that. Now, in my little pea brain, I was like, "Great, you know, orientation. I'm gonna. They're gonna put us on a bus. I'm gonna get off the bus. Teacher's gonna say hello. Drive me to my apartment, and that's it. Case of beer. Clean the apartment. Move in. Bada bing. Done." Uh, then one of the one of the presenters said, "Let me tell you about what your day is gonna be." This is to the group, not to me personally. He's like, "Okay, you're gonna get picked up by the co-teacher. There's gonna be a ceremony. In Korea, everyone loves ceremonies." A lot of always everything. Um, so I mean, so they bring you into this auditorium, and you don't know who your co-teacher is. That you know, they call you out one at a time, and then you bow and bow and bow, and they, and they meet. You know, and I had I thought I had a male co-teacher. Um, I looked it up on the internet, and of course, uh, thanks internet, wrong again. That that just supports my theory that internet is nothing but lies. So anyway, I meet my co-teacher, and she's a really nice lady. Um, and, um, we, we talk a little bit. She see, and, and she seems like really nice. So at this point I'm like, wow, this is something, you know? So we load up our stuff. The other funny thing about this, when you're dealing with this many people, everything is a line. They say, okay, everyone get up and go get your luggage. 
line, go get your lunch, line, no place to sit, line, no place to sit. So we're all standing in line trying to get our luggage. And, of course, at this point, I've been 10 days um, with 140 pounds worth of my life on my back. Uh, everything's in a suitcase. It's hurt. Everything, you know, my, my muscles are pulled. I hate everything. Everything's wrinkled and shitty and crappy. And nothing is... There's no... One thing you get used to... Uh, George Carlin did a skit about it. Where's my shit? Or I think he called it... Yeah, putting your shit somewhere. I forget what it was named. Where humans like to have things where they always have their things. Well, when you're living in a suitcase and you're getting shuffled around, nothing's ever anywhere because there is no anywhere. There is no place for it, you know. And I noticed I am a very that I am very driven to that. If I put my keys down somewhere, I put my keys down there always. And if they're not there, someone stole my keys. And so this whole experience w- was really strange living like this just the totally nothing comfortable, you know. Well, bad news bears again. Um, I don't think there's going to be music break. Maybe. Oh wait, maybe there is. Hold on. I'll come back when I come back from music break. If I can find some, there won't be sound effects. So there'll just be a music break. Uh, if I when I come back from music break, I will talk about uh, what, what happened on my first day with my co-teacher. All right, I'll be back. Yay, Mika Bomb. So that's cool. Um, thank you very much. Make sure you check out Mika Bomb. Um, look them up online. I think they're... Oh, they're on the links, too, on our website. So please check them out. They have been um, very supportive of us, and I hope that you all support them as I do. Oh, if you want to read some of my rants and experiences... I've also expanded to uh, uh, Mao's uh, random observation of the day and Mao's uh, doe of the day, yeah, Homer Simpson. Doe! Um, please go to kimchiagogo.wordpress.com. There's no www. It's just K-I-M-C-H-I-A-G-O-G-O dot period, you know, dot wordpress.com. 
that's my blog where I talk about some of the experiences leading up to this and, um, you know, and whatever, what I'm going through. So I meet, I meet the nice lady who is my co-teacher and she's very kind and very nice. And, and one thing I will say, all, I, not all, most everyone I've met, most Korean uh, people I've met have been very kind and very nice. I think they're more misunderstood than they are mean-spirited. Yes, they're probably short, but I've met short people, not height-wise, abrupt. Me, you know, not, I've met short people um, everywhere. It, you know, where I worked, where I spent 15 years, I met there was people that were gruff and short. But it's not. Um, it's just the personality, or I mean, it's just the culture. It's not the personality. You know, they're. She was, you know, my co-teacher is definitely very nice. And then, so whatever. Okay, so she picks me up. We lug our luggage into the back of this car. And the cars here are small. And the driving here is freaking insane. I can't, there's no way for me to describe the insanity that is um, the driving in Korea. I'm fairly certain the lights and the lines on the road, they're just for show. I don't. Wow. Okay, so, yeah, so there's that. And she drives me to the school first. And, you know, oh, oh that's, okay, I'm sorry. What the guy at the lecturer said you know, was, hey, you know what's going to happen on your first day? They're going to meet you. You're going to go to the school. You, if if they have an apartment, they might stop there. But they're going, you, then you're going to, um, if they don't, you're going to go to a hotel or you're going to stay with the teacher. And you're going to meet the principal, and you're going to meet your school co- co-workers, and they, and then they're going to take you out to eat. And then she, so basically, this lecturer was like, "You'll get home about ten thirty or eleven on your on your day when you when you first arrive." At the end of this long orientation, the only thing you really want to do is be shown your apartment, and you want to flop down and either cry, go to sleep, get drunk, or all of the above. My grand scheme was I'm I I was like I'm gonna get a case of beer, a package of ham a pack of hamburger. I was gonna you know get dropped off at my apartment and then just clean, drink, and eat hamburgers. Eat a hamburger, you know. Um. Then after hearing that lecture, I was like, "Mm, probably none of that. So, co-teacher picks me up and we go to the school, and she shows me the school. Nice enough. It's not a super high tech school. Um, some see the area I'm in is called Daejeon. Daejeon, um, or it's I don't, when they when they say it, it almost sounds like Daejeon, but it's Daejeon, um, South Korea, and it, it's the it's the like high tech valley or the Silicon Valley of Korea. Very high tech. Everything's like um, they have a lot of. Science stuff, science museums, science things. So I wasn't sure what I was getting into. They, um, but this school is, I'm in like, a, I'm above Daejeon City. I'm technically, I'm part of it, but that's like saying Clearwater is part of Tampa. Yes, but not really. Or or St. Pete, you know. So I'm in an offshoot. Um, it's nice. I, you know, I like it. I, I, I kind of, I think in my brain I was wishing for Center City Dajon, you know, straight up 1.5 million people, bang. That didn't happen. So I'm in this, this a smaller offshoot, um, but a, I didn't, I, when I found out where I was going, I was a little disappointed, but then I'm like, I have no basis. I don't, you don't know where you're going, you know. Something looks small on the map, and you go there, and you're like, oh, my God. And that's kind of what happened. Um, we got here, and yes, it is small, smaller, but it's it's still – every alleyway has shops, and every alley – every road, every alley is just crazy dense with people. So even the offshoots are more densely populated than, like, the, the thickest block of, of Tampa. So – it's not – I'm not in a rural setting in by any stretch of the imagination. Um, I just have to take a bus or a, or a train ride if I want to get to the center city 
much like someone from Long Island would do for to get into New York City. You know what I mean? That, that, if that puts it into con- context. So I get to this place, and it's it's a decent school. It's 700 students, 45 teachers, or 50, 45, yeah. So that's kind of, it's big. It's bigger, you know. Um, and I meet the co-teachers, and some are excited. Some are trying to speak in Korean, and I just nod and shake hands, and I be, you know, be pleasant. Um, and, uh, you know, and then the, the, the co-teacher is, is like, on it. You know what I mean? She is on top of shit. She knows I have to get my alien registration card. She knows I have to get a bank card. She like she knows what I have to do and that's gonna happen. And also included in that is seeing the apartment and going to uh, Latte Mart. Latte Mart is basically a very nice Walmart. Um where there's like f- four floors or three or four floors and it's just a mob, you know. It there's not a mob of people. I mean, there's just everything you can think of. You walk in and there's these escalators and, and there's like a beauty shop and a, and a phone and cellulite. Everything. Everything you can think of is there, you know. So yay for that because you get you land in this apartment and there's a bed and a table and that's it, you know. So we get here. She takes after the school the pleasantries, some paperwork, uh, you know, that kind of crap. She takes me to the apartment or my studio, studio. It's a studio apartment, which basically means it's about the size of like, uh, the studio back home that I used to record. And it's a small thing, but for one guy, it's perfect. Um, and the, 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 the previous English teacher is still there. Yay for that, because now I can start tapping her for, like, questions of, like, hey, how's this, and what's this, and blah, blah, blah. Um, and she's a New York girl. She, a, a Korean-American from New York uh, who had a good relationship with the co-teacher. And she gave me a lot of – she talked about the apartment. She talked about the people upstairs fighting a lot, and they're going to get a cock punch if they keep it up. And she talked about the little stuff here and there. And then she had said, oh, you know, and she talked about the school and she said, it's, it's a good school. She said that when, when a, when a student fell asleep, that she pretty much just let them sleep. I was like, mm, really? But the alternative is waking them up and then they're being a pain in the ass. I'm not sure where I'm going to go with that one yet. I'll play it by ear. Um, so it was great seeing her, but I also noticed like everything of hers was still here <laughs> in, ba- in bags and boxes and shit, but still here and i'm thinking what the hell's going on here so talk we talk and talk and talk and eventually i kind of go so um you know what's up what what is, is this like my apartment or something and then she goes oh my uncle's coming from Incheon, and you know whatever so the co-teacher goes well we'll let you go i'll take and then she took uh, me back to the school for Okay, <laughs> this is one of the funniest things about it. One of the one of the weird things about me is I'm extremely addicted to to caffeine. Um, it's almost to a point where it's scary. You know, I, I'll, I'll say this, and I'm not being hilarious or or anything. I I've drank a pot of coffee minimum since I'm 13 every single day, never missing a single day. Maybe 14, but. You get the picture. I'm much older now. Coffee's kind of a big deal to me. Since I've landed, the coffee here is shit. Um, it comes in little stick form, like a, not stick, but like um, it's powder in like these, like a, like the packaging looks like a tube or you know, like a little tiny stick. And you rip it open and you pour it in hot water, and that's uh, coffee. I'm using big air quotes here. So, one of the things I was like, look, well, I was talking to myself, look, Mal, you're going to buy a coffee maker, you're going to buy a thermos, and you're going to buy an iron. All my shit is wrinkled to hell and horrible. I haven't had a decent cup of coffee since before I left. And the thermos is going to be, because I'm going to make a pot of coffee every single day and carry that with me to my work. That's just going to happen, you know. Those are things that are in my life, and that's it. So the co-teacher, 
asks, is everything okay with the apartment? And I said, yeah, it looks great. It's a tiny little place, but who cares, you know? And she said, oh, because the school buys things if you need things. And I said, look, I don't need anything, you know? Um, she, like, she said, furnishings, furnishings, furnishings. Apparently, they have a budget. They can buy some things, some furnishings. Look, the, the thing's the size of a shoebox. I'm, I'm not, you know, one end table would basically make it that I can't walk across my floor. So I said, no, I'm fine. And she said, well, think of things you need from Latte Mart. And I was like, great, you know. And I, and she was running around, and I'm, like, writing stuff down, writing stuff down, writing stuff down. And this list gets longer and longer and longer because now you realize you're going into an apartment that has a, one hot plate is the, the oven. There is no pans. There's no pots. There's no utensils. There's no uh, cups. Nothing. It's empty. The, the lady that was here before me, she never cooked ever, ever, ever. Everything was empty, and I was like, oh, my God. So I'm thinking of this list, and it's like, of course, one pan, one pot, one plate, one cup, one glass. I'm not buying extravagant things. I just need – these. Is, this is basic startup bullshit. The teacher says, oh, I'll get these – Will the school will buy the, as the furnishings, the coffee maker – and the iron, and the thermos. Because she knows I'm, I mean, I'm not going to take that back home with me, so that'll stay with the studio. Great. Well, guess what? Guess what? Um, That budget is until March. So, uh, the things that I would kill somebody for, I won't get until, like, mid-next week. (laughs) And and, and it's very nice, and, and, and I appreciate it, but at this point, I literally would kill somebody for a cup of American coffee. Black with one sugar in it. No, I mean, honestly, take a look around you. You see that person right beside you? I would kill them to get a cup of black American coffee with sugar, one thing of sugar in it. So I was crushed, but I'm also very – I'm thankful. I mean, I'm – I would never criticize or be mean-spirited. I understand, and, sh- and it's very nice that they're doing this. I'm just a greedy American, and I want my damn coffee now. <laughs> so, but I'll wait. I bought the cough. I bought the coffee for the coffee maker. You know, oh shit! I have to go get the the filters. Whatever, I'll figure it out. I'll get some. So that was kind of funny. And then we went to Latte Mart, which is again just a big Walmart, and. Um, at this point, it's getting, like, kind of late. It's like, well, she took me to the bank. I deposited some money into the bank. Because up to this point, I've been carrying around my passport and, like, a thousand-some dollars in, in cash money in one. That's a lot of pressure, you know. So I um, we go to the bank. I deposit, you know, I think six or seven hundred dollars, whatever I gave. I just... Gave a chunk, and I knew I needed to keep a couple hundred for the for the for uh, startup. So we go. Then we go to Latte Mart, and the day's wearing on, and I can I can feel the day's wearing on for her too. She again, not mean, just you know. Look, it's six o'clock, or it's five o'clock, you know. And I said to her, I was like, I'll try to be quick. You know, I need a transform. Uh, uh, I need a uh, converter for the for the electric, and uh, you know, and the list kind of went on and on and on. Well, halfway through, she gets a call from the lady, from the from the tenant, the previous uh, English teacher, that the uncle's late because of a traffic jam. <laughs> I was like, son of a bitch. Uh, so I was like, well, the pressure's off me because I was like, I even said to her, I was like, so I guess I can take my time, and she's like, yes, please take your time. Um, I was like, okay, whatever, you know. So we go through the furnishings part, and then we go downstairs. The second level is um, is groceries, and um, kind of all over the place. And at this point, I realize, you know, she is not sick of me, but she's, you know, husband's home, kids are home. You know, I got I, I, in my mind, I'm like, I got to hurry this up. This is dragging on way too long. So I'm kind of like haphazardly getting things into my cart that I want, you know, like I got the beer, I got some, I like a, a little bit of steak. I got some hamburger. I got like, and I'm realizing like, okay, I'm, I'm buying this stuff 
basically I'm getting the ingredients for like a fried steak. You know, like you put butter down. There, I don't have anything else. Like there's no noodles. There's no – I mean I'm just getting like – it's almost like if you just said one food please and that's what I have in my in my freaking cart. But but I'm just like I, I know at this point going back and saying, gee, I wonder if I need some penne, penne uh, you know, pasta or something. That's – that would be rude. So I just said, OK, look. We're good. We're good. Let's get the hell out of here. And uh, and we got the hell out of there. So, um, okay, I'm going to hit the second music break, and then I will talk a little bit more about getting to my apartment and getting it set up. Again, I, I understand this is, this might be tedious listening to this because one person just rambling about some, you know, their, their experience going into Korea. Please bear with me. This is kind of a stopgap. I, I felt really bad that another show wasn't uh, posted. Um, that's out of my control, so I'm doing what I can to kind of keep content going and keep all of our listeners as entertained as I can. I hope and pray that it will be back to its normal format um, sans me uh, next week. Maybe I'll try and email a, a drop-in segment, but hopefully they're back to their... The, the dorks will be back in full swing. Just, you know, some scheduling stuff. All right, here is Mika Bomb again. And I will be back after break to finish up this long-winded rendition of Mao Lands in Korea. Right, and I'm back. Thank you very much, Mika Bomb. Uh, those were two of my favorite songs from one of my favorite groups. I uh, I hope they're still cranking out music, and I hope at least they're if they're not making music, I hope they're still friends because I dig them. Okay, we get out a lot of Latte Mart, Latte Mart, and um, you know, there's all my bags and all this shits in the back of this this woman's this poor woman's car. And I looked at her and I said, poor car. And she just busted out laughing because she knew what I was talking about. There's just like crazy. So we get to the – and then, oh, 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 while we were while we were um, shopping, she did get a call saying, okay, my uncle's here and I'm out of here. Uh, yay for that. And um, and the lady cleaned the apartment nice. I mean a quick clean, but who – what you know, what do I expect? Somebody, you know, slaving for me? Because I've heard there was always horror stories about people that – got to an apartment and it had been sealed up in the summer for six months and it was nothing but mold, you know, like horror stories. They really kind of prepare you for the worst. It's good and bad. I, the epic, the epic stuff. They prepare you for the worst because I think all, every one of us sat there thinking, 
I'm going to be, it's going to be the greatest school and the greatest blah, 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 and the greatest everything. Well, and it ain't no one, and it's not. It's not terrible, and it's not great. It's just in the middle. Yes, there's going to be some that it is the happy path all day long, and everyone's just tra-la-la and skipping to their kindergarten class, and they teach blue, and they just do songs all day. But even that, at the end of the day, on the fourth month, you're sick of doing songs all day. So, you know, this is a job. This is work. Um, And I'm very, I'm a little bit more prepared for reality of life, I think, than some of the kids. Not putting down kids and blah, blah, blah. I'm tired of the disclaimer. I hope you all know when I talk about stuff, I'm just talking. I'm not being derogatory towards kids from high school or kids from college or kids in general or old people or whatever. This is my opinion. So don't write me angry hate mail. Shut up. So basically, we okay, then finally we, we get in here. We get to the apartment and – um. And I'm we're, I'm carrying all this shit up the stairs, and I pull my neck muscle again, and I'm like, God damn it, I'm just beat. It's like six o'clock, and I'm beat ass beat. I do what little bit of unpacking I can, and try to organize stuff, but you know, I had a few beers. I hadn't had a beer for a long for ten or twelve days, and I, and you know, so I was like, okay, it's 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 I'm I'm ready. It's good. So I had a couple of beers, and then I I I ran out of steam before the you know before getting drunk or having fun. So basically, I crashed out. So then that brings us to today. I woke up today, um, went back out, and and um, basically I wrote down. Uh, I had the co-teacher wrote down my address in English and in Korean. In case I get lost, I just go to a taxi and say, "Here, take this, do this thing." But what I did was I started. I walked. Um, I walked my block, and then I walked a block outward, and then walked a block outward, always going back and revisiting so I know the landmarks, and in my brain I can always get back, you know. And then uh, it, it's really cool, a lot of cool shops, a lot of cool everything, you know. There's open-air markets in Korea, which are really cool in that the, there's just, if you want stuff, it's just there. It's I mean, fruit is great. If you like fish, dude, oh my god. I don't really like – I can eat fish, but I would never say, wow, I'm hungry for fish. The the fish markets here are insane. Of course, it's Korea. The, the water's like there, you know. There's just fish everywhere on these open markets. And uh, so I, I bought up – I bought more stuff and finished out things I missed and things I forgot and things I needed and got some fruit and vegetables and shit like that. And it was a good day. And then I came back. Um, ran some laundry. Oh, I have to. There's no dryer here. There's a washer, but no dryer. And then on like there's like a a portion of the house that it looks like a porch, but it's part of your room. That there's like this this um, telescoping clothesline that goes up against the ceiling, and then you let it down like a shade, and then there's like four bars that you hang shit on. I haven't done laundry like that ever. Um, and I know back home when I grew up, my mom, my mother used to, we didn't have a dryer, so she had clotheslines. So I have to get used to that again. And, uh, you know, and other than that, I'm just, now I'm just kind of settling in. There's a lot of, uh, there actually is a lot of English, um, channels on here, which is strange because, okay, go through, go through your, um, TV box and tell me how many korean stations there are yeah none that the answer is zero uh so i was very surprised that i mean i'm talking about maybe like 10 like right now in the background like there's csi whatever whichever one the hell it is there's always there's like 20 of those now um it's curious it's interesting you know they do they, they they do a lot of they they work hard they work hard at their english and they work hard in general so you know, this section here is going to probably be, uh, I'm going to, I mean, I'm, I'm wrapping up now and I thank everyone if you did make it to this point. Um, thanks for listening to my journey. I think from this point on, it'll probably be a lot more of a drop in kind of like, like observations or this was my week, but it, it'll be mostly the, the dorks talking and then, uh, dork from korea will drop in and i'll do a little segment you know so it won't be so overbearing 
I hope it wasn't boring to everyone. I know, I mean, if it was, sorry. I try. So other than that, I'm in my place. Everything seems to be going pretty good. It's a it's a, just a Korean town, I, you know. I, hopefully, I'll put up some pictures onto the Dork site uh, of, you know, here's my tiny little apartment and here's uh, the dirty little street and shit like that, you know. It's um, I think in America we are very used to very clean environment, very sterile, very clean, and that is not here. I'm not saying that in a bad way. It just isn't, you know. That we are used to a level of comfort and luxury that is quite different. Um, you know, something I do miss some things. You know, you're never going to get a shopping bag when you buy stuff at a grocery store. You're, you know, the the I don't know, and everything. You know how everything uh, at a shop in America is like clean and spit polished and. Well, not spit polished, that's gross, but you know what I'm saying. Very polished and very clean. And when you walk into a restaurant, it looks like it's freaking, you know, it looks like it's just out of the wrapper, you know. Mint in box restaurant. Mostly. I, you, you know what you know what I'm saying. Well, that there, that is not here, you know. It's just, you just kind of get used to it. It's not bad. It's cool, you know. It, but you just, I think there's going to be a lot. Like, my mom... Never. I would I would I wouldn't let her come. I would have the cops detain her before she came to Korea. She would pass out. My mother is very not germaphobic, but no way. No freaking way. She could she wouldn't touch anything in this country outside of the Incheon airport, which is made for foreigners and is very clean. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's crazy, you know. It's uh but you get used to it. Well not get used to it. Either you're cool with it or you aren't. I'm cool with it because I don't care. You know, I know I'm not going to die from anything I catch here or whatever. It's it's just human. It's just human beings being human beings. We're as dirty as any other animal, and uh, we're a lot smellier than most animals. If you have ever been on a bus without people that don't use a deodorant, which I have, and yes, they are. All right, I've blathered on long enough. I hope you enjoyed this this uh, version of the the, the dork in Korea. Please keep listening and please keep supporting us. And if you have anything you want to say, either about Korea or about the show or about me or about whatever, just please email Z-E-N-B-O-N-E at Hotmail.com. And, uh, yeah, at this point I'm starved for, uh, you know, conversation because I'm a stranger in a strange land, so you'll probably get a response. All right, man. Um, Be good, be safe, keep listening, and thank you very much. Mao out.